0: FM to get started.
1: You guys, these two new episodes were intense. Plus, we have a very special guest with us tonight. Stay tuned.
2: I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to our after show. We are talking all things Limetown. I am your host, Steely Gomez, and with me, I have a... Awesome co-host. Susan Hi guys.
2: <laughs> Welcome. It's the day before Halloween and a great time to break down more of this amazing show Lime Yes. And you guys, we have a very, very, very
1: special guest here, Kanagawa. You guys, all the way from Canada, live with us in studio. Thank you so much for being with us.
0: My pleasure entirely. How are you? We're
1: good. We're good. How are We're you? So excited. <laughs> very excited. Very
0: excited.
2: <laughs> Yes, um, we just kind of wanted to start right off and have you tell us a little bit more about this episode and your experience on Limetown.
0: Well, you know, I mean, uh, it was a great, It's it was probably one of my career highlights, you know, having this role, and uh, it was just a fantastic experience, uh, you know, I kind of had to like, you know. Workout and uh you know, <laughs> it, it per- looks
1: good but let me tell you all that workout like we we very much appreciated it we it, did
2: have a great. question about that if you were following Water. any type of particular workout for this role because obviously you are playing somebody who is trying to immortalize themselves
0: <laughs> yeah. it was interesting you know when i went in for the um original wardrobe fitting yeah um there were a whole whole bunch of uh, options. A lot of them were very kinda uh Tommy Bahama, you know? Right. <laughs> very yeah. pants, no shirt, open shirt. Mm. But there were also um a couple of like sweater options. Right? Oh. And then uh closer to the to the date when we shot it, I went in for a second wardrobe fitting and there was a shirtless option and there was the sweater option. still. <laughs> wow. so I, I emailed the director, Rebecca Thomas, you know, and I said, you know, I see that there's the two options. And, you know, if you're really interested in going with the shirtless option, I'm going to, you know, I can hit the gym hard and make it look like this guy is not just in reasonable shape as I was, mm-hmm. but like, you know, obviously if he's an immortalist and he's doing and he's a billionaire on right. top of that. He's doing nothing but sitting in this bunker drinking antioxidant smoothies, (laughs) you know, and and getting uh, stem cell injections or whatever he's doing to stay young and stay alive forever. He's going to be in not just reasonable shape, but in ridiculous shape.
1: Yeah. So I said,
0: you know, if if you want to explore that option uh, and instead of just putting him in a sweater – I will do that. And she said, okay, go for it. So it just so happens that in my town, there's an MMA gym mm. that's run by basically world champions. It's run wow. by a guy named Lance Gibson senior, who was the heavyweight champion about 20 years ago. And his wife, Julia bud is the reigning four time featherweight MMA champion. And then Lance, Lance Gibson's son, Lance Gibson Jr. He just uh, won his first Bellator fight just this past weekend. He's undefeated. He's three and zero. Uh, and my son goes there, and they train my son. And so, you know, over the months, they kept telling me, "Hey, you should come and train. Mm-hmm. You should come." So it was like a perfect opportunity for, for me to finally go in there and train. With-
1: <laughs> well, you train with the best, yeah, and I you can definitely. You. Teacher, but
0: so, do you a
1: train with the best? World
0: champion MMA fighter yes. for about. Uh, I guess it wound up being. Eight weeks and all, about wow. two months before we shot, I started going in to train with her. And, uh, you know, and that's how I got in shape for the role.
1: That's amazing because it really did kind of... Like your work, your hard work outside of like just going into set, really did add so much to this character. Like so we much. really bought it, and like how we have to talk about a little bit the, about the set design. Like what was it like? Because we couldn't help but like imagine this
2: bunker and like the, yes, the it world was shocking. The yeah, episode. <laughs> just I think
0: yeah, that was a great. It was it's great. A, it's a, It's actually an old bank. Really, yeah, it's an old bank in downtown. Vancouver it's no longer a bank I think it's um, it's used you know essentially for events and so on mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything permanent in there anymore but the um, that gorgeous stained glass uh, yes. ceiling that you see, that's uh, an actual thing that's in that that bank space and then of course uh, the set deck people with all their genius and you know ingenuity and cunning they created the hydroponic uh, you know so grow cool. and, and all of the
2: plants you know, yeah. <laughs> now and, when you went I, in though for the casting of this show had you known about Limetown and this podcast or did it kind of come to be and then you you know how did you learn of the show
0: I, you know I, I had paid attention a little bit to, to podcasts that were popular and so on so I I'd, I'd heard of Limetown I hadn't actually ever listened to it until uh, I had an opportunity to, you know, to read for some of these, you know, it's interesting because I actually read for Max Finlayson oh, and Oscar Totem, mm, so it was, wow. really, it was a great experience. And so, and I bet you know if you asked Alessandro and and Louis Ferreira, the guy, you know, the guys who play Oscar Totem and uh, yeah. Max Finlayson, they might tell you the same thing that they read for all three parts.
1: Interesting. You know, so
0: it, was the, it was actually – I got to know a lot of the story mm-hmm. and through those three three parts. And then, and then listening, of course, to the podcast, uh, I, I got a lot of the background information that I needed. But, you know, as if you've seen – if you've listened to the podcast and you've been watching the show – uh, I think you know that there are some significant differences, and and the show really kind of goes a lot deeper into some of the characterizations than the yeah. podcast. Yes, that's it- very true.
1: For those of you that are joining us for the first time, we do kind of do that. We break each episode down. Uh, we go, like, one episode and talk about it, and we break the other one down, and then we kind of do comparisons with the podcast just because we know that there's so many fans yeah. that follow us because of the podcast and, like, stay in the one-half somewhere to, like, vent and talk about the show because it is, it's got a huge following. It's, it was number mm-hmm. one for uh, a while, like, just, yeah. it was the first show that, like, jumped to number one in, like, the fictional storytelling, and we gotta say, like, we, I mean, like, the way it's going, it is
2: different, but I appreciate it. Just as much much. so the acting is brilliant your episode was outstanding and there were more comments on Facebook watch than I've ever seen (laughs) your episode people were just mesmerized by everything your character Jessica Biel the set design Mm -hmm. I mean it was just done phenomenally and we are having a blast with it because I love the breakdown of all of these characters um, RB Villard was much different than yes. I thought he would be in a really great way. Like, I loved the way that they did this with you.
0: Yeah, I, he's different from how I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even like as we were on set, I was still asking Rebecca Thomas, the director, and uh, Zach Akers and Skip Bronchi, Uh I was asking them about the subtext and how much. Of what I said was true? Was I lying? Was I concealing anything? You know, because uh, even even you know, right up to the time that we were shooting, I still had questions, and I think that there still are questions, and I think that's what really draws you into the series, right? Oh
1: yeah, there's a ton. Just,
0: no, and there's so many twists, so many cliffhangers, uh, and, and you know, even as someone involved in the show, that's something that I really love and appreciate about the story.
1: Yeah, well, we are actually live right now. We know that we have people that are dying with questions. So if you guys are watching us and you have any questions for Hero here, we definitely want you guys to like let us know. We appreciate that you guys check in with us all the time. And like, this is your chance. This is your chance. We have him here. I gotta say that one of the questions I had is I've noticed that a lot of the characters in this series, they do focus a lot of bringing diverse, uh, Actors, a lot of diversity and, and like that's a really great uh, fingerprint on this show. What was your experience like on set?
0: Well, it's it's so true what you're saying and what I really appreciate. And that's all has to do with the producers and the director.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: With Zach and Skip and Rebecca and uh, and Michelle Purple uh, and Jessica Beale. Uh, because really, you know, typically when I get cast, uh, even though, you know, I, my bread and butter is non race specific roles, right. I wouldn't be able to make a living if I was, if I was, uh, you know, delegated to simply Asian roles. Mm-hmm. But typically if I was cast in something like this, they would go ahead and change the name of the character to Tanaka or Suzuki or yeah, what have yeah. you. And what I really appreciate about this is that the character is Arby Villard and they didn't care if it was an Asian actor or a Latino actor or whoever, you know, they just, you know, thankfully, fortunately for me, they chose me. But the character remains Arby Villard. Right. And um, and I think that that's that's a great thing. I think that's the way that, that all shows should be cast. Definitely.
1: Vers- yeah, you know? as a woman of color, I gotta say that every time I tune into this show, I just love the representation that is present, and it just it adds that extra layer of like this is the America that I see and like see every day, and or the world, you know, because I know you're Canadian, and I know that it's primarily shot in Canada as well.
0: It was all shot in Vancouver. That's I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was all shot in Vancouver. Yeah,
2: and I think. Too- but uh, you know,
0: speaking of diversity, another great thing about this show is Rebecca Thomas yes. directed all 10 episodes.
2: Right. Right. Yes. Woo!
0: Jeff Beal, executive producer. Michelle Purple, one of the executive. The editor is a woman as well. It's amazing. The the director of photography was a woman. Amazing. So many women on the show in positions that ordinarily in this industry you would see occupied by men.
2: Mm-hmm. And we had heard – Through some news that both Zach and Skip had said that they were beyond like baffled at how dark these women got with these episodes. I mean, they just like blew them out of the water. They were so impressed.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what? It's just, I mean, really, it's just about giving people an opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, right.
2: And in this episode
0: give women an opportunity yes. and they will surprise you though, you know, they'll surprise
2: Hear him. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, I just heart that. We need to just clip that out. <laughs> but also, what's so interesting about this episode is it's, it's basically you and Jessica Beal and mm-hmm. the majority of the episode. So what was it like? Obviously the dynamic between you two was so great. I mean, you come off just a little bit creepy, but in this, kind of intense manner as your character, but what was it like playing opposite her and how was that dynamic?
0: That's such a gift. You know, most of us who are actors, we come from a theater background. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's in our early training and in our early aspirations of wanting to act. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about, being in a scene Right, with another actor and having this extended time to explore the character, explore the subtext, explore all of the nuances of the power dynamics that are going on between mm-hmm. these two characters in a scene. You don't often get that in film and television because the scenes are so short. Right. And what was great about this episode and the next episode with Max Finlayson also You know, in a lot of the episodes, in fact, the entire structure of the show is that in every episode, Leah finds a witness and then most of that episode is devoted to her talking to that to that witness. Right. So you do have in this show these extended scenes that are very much like scenes you would see in in theater as opposed to typical film and television. And for an actor, that is such. Uh, a tremendous gift because it's, it's what we wanted to do back in the day when we were first studying and training, you know, and, um, with Jessica specifically, you know, she, even though she's, you know, one of the, probably one of the most famous people in the world and, uh, was also the executive producer on this show. She was just so down to earth and easy to work with and, and easy to talk to. And, uh, I just loved uh, every minute that I was there working with her, you know? So um, I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed working on the show.
1: Well, we enjoyed watching it. Like, your episode was really great. Like, And as we said, like, we had a totally different idea of who this R.B. Villard is. And I felt like every time they focus on a character on this show, even though you were – partly responsible for limetown there's still a humanity to all the characters that they show that you kind of understand where they're coming from or you're trying to at least that it's a weird twist versus the podcast the podcast you just kind of idealize these characters whether good or bad but there's no more there's none of that like duality to them and i kind of feel like that's what draws me more into these shows
2: it's that all the characters have a little bit more right. and behind each this. Each episode, I mean, this was the fifth episode, they just keep getting more intense yes. and better. There are more twists and turns. And so, kind of, living in this bunker that he's in, I mean, just the way that it ended and mm-hmm. your character walked away, I was <laughs> like, is he coming back? So I think, again, we're just left on a cliffhanger with every episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that you know, thinking back as the the previews and the media for the show was ramping up before it before it finally aired, um, thinking back and, you know, I would receive comments or I would hear from people who knew a little bit about the show. And I think there were a lot of assumptions that Arby Villard was was a villain, mm-hmm. that he was, happy. you know, there was something sinister about him. And maybe there still is. But uh, as you say, uh, the script and the structure of the show and the direction allows me, allows all of us actors, in fact, to bring dimension and humanity to the characters so that he's not just, uh, you know, a villain twirling his (laughs) (laughs) mustache.
1: Yeah, because you can see especially in your your episode, you can see that there's actual fear, a fear of death and fear of like, you know, he just, we're all at some point, you know, had that thought of like what happens when you die and we all, you know, don't think about it, but it's a scary thought. And I think having a villain who very much, you know, has a, a huge drive to avoid that at any cost, you know, that made me relate to him even in some small way that I was like, well, I don't I'm, I don't want to die either, which yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily go to the extent that your character went to, but maybe I would if I had well, his.
2: Yeah. Had
0: <laughs> multiple billions of dollars. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> we could all live, live forever. But it did end where you want to know so much more. I wanted to know more about Arby Villard, I'm like, can he come back? But I think, once again, we understand more of this character, and we're just, we want more. So I think that's what they do in every episode that's so great, is that you just, you're craving the next episode to see what this next witness is going to be like, and each actor is so different and brings something so different to each episode, which is absolutely outstanding.
0: It's exactly the same experience for, for us actors watching it because, you know, the as they roll out, this is the first time that, that, that I've seen the entire episodes put together. Wow. Uh, so and I'm, I'm having the exact same experience that you and all the other viewers are having. You did, know, it's just a big thrill to see how it came together so well.
1: Did you watch the episode that came after you, the one with Max?
0: yes absolutely what did you think what were your thoughts i could not
1: yes, yes. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> we what, what we're very about interested one. about like what your thoughts were because i know your character kind of leads the way for the next
2: you know character that she's going to dive into and find out about like we had to rewatch it a couple times to see how she you know did that edit as to why she did it and i'm like that is why because that was gonna she knew that that would lead her to max so i thought that was also really yeah done. She,
0: she draws Max out with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that episode—it definitely the cliffhanger of that episode. The way that that episode ends is—that's uh, a mind-blowing. That's yeah. a very mind-blowing. And even for even for me, I'm sure you know. For all of us who don't know how it's going to turn out.
1: Yeah. You know, unless yes.
0: in the scripts, it's. Uh, I, I love the way this show is structured and the way it's moving so far. It kind of builds,
1: definitely, definitely builds. So you're seeing like, or your entire episode, you really can't miss anybody's story because it all no. adds up, and you want to rewatch them almost because you feel like there's clues in every single one that you might be missing. Like for example, like when you were in the bunker, and then the the next episode was with Max, and he was saying how he built this house but you had built a bunker so i was like they're both seems like they're both hiding from the same entity it felt like Mm -hmm. that even though we all thought that you were that Mm -hmm. entity right so yes
0: it's absolutely true i think that you know the obvious assumption you make is that i have something nefarious to do with the disappearances after all i i've funded the entire program. I have this vast wealth mm-hmm. and power. Um, so, you know, there's there's still a lot of secrets that Leah has to uncover. And uh, the way that the show gives you the information little by little, yeah. that's what keeps us all hooked into it right
2: we're all like and, waiting <laughs> so have you seen you no know,
0: and, and speaking of like the clues and the easter eggs i think that there's that's part of also the great structures uh, you know the fact that you know leah's job involves listening and she also obviously has a kind of mm. erotic relationship with sound so sound is very important to the show right
1: yes Yes.
0: so you know so i think that it is important like every little thing that people say um that the sound is is, is the words the the scene at the end of my episode with leah and her mother
1: yes yes we're
0: talking but then the real Mm. meaning of the scene is not spoken but is silent and is written on the notepad you know, I think that that's a very interesting moment as well. Mm-hmm. So that the the entire episode thematically, there's this relationship to sound, and then with Max's episode at the end, there's the big speakers, right? right that yeah. he alludes to as as having an ability to screw up the 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 uh, transmissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, and then I think with uh, what was I going to say, uh, thematically? Like Well, you were talking about the fear of death earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that R.B. Villard's fear of death thematically links up very closely with the fact that he funded this program, he brought all of these people to this program, and now they're all gone, and yeah. we don't know what happened to them. So, you know, there's so many layers of... To me, as someone who uh, loves things that are well structured, I love the fact that all of these layers accumulate and create, you know, a very coherent universe. And I think that you know, as people get deeper into the series and try and find their way through all of these interwoven threads, what they love and appreciate it is it is like an intricate puzzle right. they know that at the end it's not all random it's going to yep. come together mm-hmm. and it is I mean, each episode it does come tighter and tighter together and you know it's just uh, that's a great thing
2: now have you seen all of the episodes or are you watching it in real time with everybody else I'm watching-
0: time yeah
2: oh this yeah this time. is amazing we can, yeah we could like
1: break down the other episodes with you like we could just call you in every time but like we can, we don't mind <laughs> having
2: <laughs> on another note too just kind of in some news you have a bunch of other projects that are about to come out so tell us a little bit about those too
0: yeah i'm also in uh the big apple tv show coming out in two days i guess yeah November first
1: it's i believe
0: Yes. S.E.E.C. Uh, with Jason Momoa, and uh, that's going to be a huge, right. as well. It's the production values, the cast, the crew assembled. It's uh, it's going to be a quite an event, I think, when it finally drops.
2: Yeah, that has a lot of buzz as well, mm-hmm. and then also you're playing opposite Nick Jonas in, in Midway. Midway. Yes.
0: Okay, now this is a. Uh, We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see if I'm at... Because uh, about this time last year, I shot a scene for Midway with Nick Jonas. Uh, he's uh, a, a U.S. airman who shot down, and he winds up on my ship. I'm the captain of a Japanese ship. And uh, it was quite a nice scene. But uh, I've since then, I've really... Not been able to get confirmation that I'm in the movie. Okay. So, you know, we'll have to wait. We'll have to to
1: to check it
2: out for
1: sure.
0: And let me know if I'm I'm in it.
2: Well, we're excited. I mean, Jason Momoa is, is huge right now, and Apple TV is obviously that has a lot of buzz. So, everybody, November 1st, that's when that drops. So, that's kind of you do. You have a lot going on. And I think when people see you, we obviously recognize you. You have such a huge resume of work and so i think again just this one episode on limetown just has makes me want to continue to follow everything that you're doing yeah
0: thanks i mean i appreciate that you know i mean well i'm a i'm a journeyman actor i'm not a regular on a series you know and i'm not a household name by any means but uh Yeah, I've managed to accumulate uh, quite a few credits. And, uh, you know, I have a family. I have mouths to feed, shoes to buy, you know, (laughs) phones, the kids need everything that, you know. So um, I'm grateful to have had the career that I've had. And um, in a way, I think people have the lives that they deserve and that they really aspire to, you know, and um, I think there were times in my life where I could have headed down to L.A. and had a very different career and a very different life. But mm-hmm. uh, if, in retrospect, as I if I think back of what might have happened, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten married or if I had gotten married, I wouldn't have stayed married. Right. Uh, may not have had kids. If I had kids, I may not have been a good father. Um, so I'm really grateful for the life that I do have now I know I have a great family I have great kids I have a great relationship with my wife and uh, and meanwhile you know my career keeps you know plugging forward and uh, so I have no regrets really about the choices that I made
1: well Vancouver is a great place I mean everyone goes there to shoot really like there's very few jobs out here in L.A. that actually shoot in Los Angeles. Almost everything, you know, gets made here, but then goes off to different parts of the country or internationally to get shot, just because it's so expensive here in Los Angeles to shoot things. Uh, so, I mean, like, you kind of can live anywhere. And, I mean, I love Canada. Canada's great. It's,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just down in L.A. for the uh, the premiere, for the Limetown right. premiere. You saw
2: that. And... Yes.
0: and and speaking to actors down there, and the and the LA actors who come up, you know, I'm, I guess for Canadian actors it is surprising to hear how little actual work there is in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, they seem kind of envious of us up in Vancouver with all the work that we have. Meanwhile, we're kind of envious of them because right. we feel like they have first first dibs on things and so on. Right. So I guess the grass is always greener <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of the and Always stuff.
2: say that. That's very true. <laughs> Um but
0: uh but yeah, it's uh for a variety of reasons. I think that um for me, you know, where I live now is is definitely um you know, it's working out for me. I I do have representation now in LA and as you say, uh it almost doesn't it's increasingly it doesn't really matter where you live because there's so much work that actors as actors we get now through self tape. Yeah. Um so in fact, you know, for this project, for Limetown, I don't believe, I did not meet Rebecca Thomas. Wow. I did not meet her until I was already, you know, I got cast off tape.
1: That's amazing. Right?
0: And uh, the same, basically the same with the vast majority of projects now, you know, you get cast off tape. So, yeah, so uh, it's working out so yeah. far. <laughs>
2: So back, I guess, speaking with Limetown, we're kind of excited that you haven't seen the rest of the episodes because we always love to talk predictions. Yes. So we Mm want to know what you think is kind of going to happen in some of these next episodes. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen next?
0: Well, what I'm allowed to say...
2: Uh, (laughs) There you go, there
0: you go. Uh, You know, as we've already discussed, this first season... Uh does follow the podcast mm-hmm. fairly closely. Yes. Uh, there are some major changes as we've already seen. Mm-hmm. and there, and some of the characters uh, are explored at much greater depth mm-hmm. on the series than they were able to do in the podcast. So I think all of that is going to hold true for the for the upcoming episodes. I can tell you that there are just some absolutely mind blowing Uh things.
1: Gosh. (laughs) Like gory stuff. Like, I know they like to bring up a lot of blood.
0: Just just, twists and turns. Blow your mind.
2: I have a feeling. I have a feeling because each episode there are more twists and turns. I'm so intrigued by her mom. Yes. You know, and we still don't really know much about Stanley Tucci's character and like where he's at and. Are you going to come back? We don't know. There's so many things that could happen.
1: I feel like I want to kind of, now that I've talked to you, I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to the whole theme of sound and the fact that it's even a podcast and she's transmitting this story via like, you know, the sound waves is also a thing I didn't even pick up on um, with all of the mind to mind communication. It's all waves. So... Mm -hmm. See, I I can – I can – got my noggin going here.
2: <laughs> well, again, I mean, how did you feel at the end of the episode with Max?
0: That's tragic.
2: I yeah, it's, yeah.
0: And it's kind of terrifying.
2: Yeah. It's yes.
0: Kind of wow. terrifying because – Who are these people?
1: I know. That's what we want to know. We're dying to figure it out. We really are. And like we, you know, you guys got to stick with us for the next couple of episodes because we still don't know. And we've gotten a little bit more, you know, with with
2: these last two, with episode five and six, but we still are unsure. I mean, even with your character, you know, you kind of go off at the end of the episode and are you going to live forever? Are we going to see you again? You know, are they coming to get you in the bunker? I mean, there are so many questions that they kind of just leave you hanging, which I think is fantastic because I mean, in the second season, who knows where everything could go.
0: Who knows? Yeah. I just had a, I just had a funny exchange with uh, Zach Akers on Twitter earlier today. Uh, He'd heard, He'd read an article about um, this group group of doctors who um, had to admit that uh, one of their patients had died during uh, a fecal transplant gone wrong. Have you heard about these no. these transplants? You know, it's it's a fairly it's getting to be a fairly common medical procedure where people with um, severe intestinal
1: oh. issues
0: they receive fecal transplants from people who have healthy gut flora right wow. now and now the transplants they're often in the in you know it's 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 fecal matter but it's been you know it's been freeze-dried or you know it's been treated um, yeah. <laughs> okay uh, but nevertheless what it what it's doing is it's 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 actually transplanting healthy gut flora mm. from a healthy person into an unhealthy person and, uh, but anyways, he'd read an article where one of these experiments went wrong and the patient died. Wow. And uh, so he tweeted about it. And, I, and then I tweeted and said, you know, I tried to explain to him what the, the medicine behind it was. And then he tweeted back that, um, well, if there's a season two of, uh, of Limetown, um, you know, the shit could literally hit the fan. <laughs>
1: love it well we can't wait
0: and then i tweeted to him well please don't bring villard back just (laughs) just to kill him off with a fecal transplant gone wrong
1: oh my god yeah we would that would not be well that would be hilarious for your character (laughs) that's how he dies
0: (laughs) really ignoble way to go so i hope that doesn't
2: happen no it won't we know that and what's great about you know shows like this that come out two episodes per week and, you know, kind of live on Facebook watch. It just keeps gaining more and more attention. And so that's what I'm loving. Like each week, there are more viewers. There are more people that have binged the first four coming into five. Yeah. So I love that. It's it's just, yeah,
0: it's a thrill for an actor to like, go on Facebook, watch, you know, and like when, you know, I was like, oh, a hundred thousand people have watched it now. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, a few hours later, oh, 450,000 people yes, have watched
1: yes. it.
0: You know, so when you're, when you're on a show on TV, you don't know how many people have watched it or you don't have any idea until the Nielsen ratings come out or something.
2: Right. But, and you can like, So in comments. real
0: time you get to see how many eyeballs are on it. So yeah. that's actually quite thrilling.
2: Yeah, and then I love that you can see people's comments and how much they're enjoying it and everything that they say about the episode. Because, again, I think for us, for actors, and just for people in general, kind of stimulates your brain and you get excited to hear what, what your audience is, is saying out there.
0: Yeah, it's, I think that's one of the, um, the great things about the Facebook Watch platform. Yeah, I'm sure when it first came out, people didn't actually know how it was going to work. But the fact that people are right there on Facebook and they can comment and, and have conversations and chat uh, all on the same platform, I think it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, actually, you know.
1: Yeah, and we want to thank you so much for coming on and yes. talking to, with our audience and being able to share your time and your insights because, honestly, that's what we love to do here at AfterBuzz. We love to talk to, like, diehard fans who want to talk about the show, who have so much to say, have the same questions that we do, and maybe they're catching things that we can't find. So, once again, we really can't express our gratitude yes. to have you on our show. It well, means was, a lot uh, to us.
0: My pleasure entirely. It was a lot of fun. And thanks for having me. And I hope I have another opportunity with another show or maybe this show again to come Definitely. back. We, we on will
1: hunt you down. <laughs> we will get you back on here. You have been so lovely and thank
2: you again. Our, our fans are excited. We're excited. And, and where can they find you on yes. Twitter and Instagram so they can follow you?
0: Yeah. Hiro Kanagawa TV.
2: Perfect. Yes. I am and now following you and I'm so excited.
0: Okay, great. Thanks yeah, so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. My pleasure. Bye, Hero. Thank you. All
0: right.
2: So, you guys, thank you guys so much for
1: checking in with us. We obviously had an amazing guest today. And I feel like we got a little bit of, like, so many things, like, out of this
2: interview. Because there were so many things I didn't even think about, really, before. Yeah, and I like that he is watching it along yes. with everybody else because I'm just like everyone is on pins and needles to see how the rest of this season goes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we- <laughs> anyway, I'm
1: Dealey Gomez. You guys can find me at It's Dealey Gomez on all social media platforms. And
2: I am Susie G. You can find me at Susie G Styles. Thank you guys so much. Have a you. good one.